Hey witch, I'm Luna Saranova, and you're listening to Good Witch, Bad Bitch. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Good Witch, Bad Bitch. It's your girl, Luna. How are you guys doing? Okay. Yeah, elephant in the room. I don't know. <laughs> I was gone like two months. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am, I'm sorry. And I really, so just before we get into the episode, let me give you a let's update each other. So if you listen to this podcast um, and you don't follow me on Instagram, I would highly recommend doing so just because it's so much easier to give daily updates on Instagram and things like that. So that's where I'm going to be saying like if I'm going to be taking a break, things like that. And also if you follow me on YouTube, you also probably have seen my kind of like weird back and forth um, like presence, I guess. So yeah, the past couple of months, I, um, I took like a couple weeks off on purpose. (laughs) And then I took a couple weeks off, more than a couple weeks off, not on purpose. And, you know, just I had to really prioritize certain things, I guess. So I had to take a little break on the podcast, but I missed it so dearly. Oh my gosh. Like, I really missed it so much and I know I'd miss it, but I missed it more than I thought I would. And I just really happy to be back. Um, and there's been so much that I've wanted to talk about. Like there's been so much that has happened the past couple months where I'm like, Oh my God, I want to make a podcast episode. But I had just been so busy. Like there was no way I could have done that. So update for you guys. I'm back. Hopefully hopefully regularly. I'm hoping to do every other podcast as a video podcast that will also be on my YouTube, but that is not set in stone. That is just a hope. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything new. I do have my love oils. They're called Luna's Love Me Good Oil. They are for love. um, Oh, I couldn't think of the word confidence. Um, It's kind of like you can use it for like sex magic, glamour magic, things like that. It's not solely a love oil in the sense of like make others love me. Like, no, we are not giving a shit about, you know, like we're not trying to win over boys, right? Like that's not the goal. The goal is to feel like the baddie that you are. So even if you're not trying to do any sort of self-love spell or even like a outward love spell, you know, it is great for confidence, stepping into your power. Um just really like really getting so in touch with the fierce energy within you and being confidently holy yourself, fully embodying your sensuality, your sexuality, your personality, everything, you know? Um, So that's a new thing for me. You can find it on my website. Currently, I only have nine left from the last batch because I do only make them um, when it's kind of like astrologically really helpful, right? So lots of new moons and, uh, and, and Fridays. So (laughs) sorry if I'm all over the place today, you guys, I'm just so excited to be back. So yeah, that's, that's the newest revelation. Other than that, tarot astrology readings are still, um, normal up on my website. There are now 
year ahead readings. So if you want to get a year ahead reading for 2023, that is up there. I'm going to stop rambling and let's jump in to the episode. So I want to talk about the divine feminine and I know I I don't shut the fuck up about it. Like I don't stop talking about it. So it might feel weird, but I think it's really necessary right now. And let me just tell you why. So I, I think that, let me preface with, I've been in the spiritual world longer than it's been cool. Like it's, I was doing tarot before TikTok was like a thing. And, you know, I was, I was doing these things before it was like, you get on Twitter and like every single person who's ever thought about spirituality now talks as if they are an authority within it. So when I was starting, it it was just like, I don't know, it was different. So let me preface by saying that, I guess, and by saying I've noticed this new trend and it is new. Um, maybe it was a thing when I was a beginner and I just wasn't aware of it, but I really don't think it could have been a thing without me knowing because of how I've constantly been in the divine feminine sphere of things. So over this last probably six months, there has been this rise and people saying that the divine feminine and those who use the term are problematic because, and I'm not trying to be offensive, so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. If you are feeling triggered by this, I would suggest listening to this perspective. And, you know, maybe you were taught in a way that was a little close-minded. And really, we're going to get into it. So just have an open mind. A lot of people are saying the divine feminine is furthering gender roles. It is um, insensitive to non-binary folks. It further contributes to uh, misogynistic views of women um, and things like that. And that genuinely could not be further from the truth. And it's plain and simple because the divine feminine is not femininity. And I know it's confusing because it is the same word almost. People are conflating Western femininity with the divine feminine and saying that those two things basically saying that the divine feminine is the idea of Western femininity. So with that mindset, these folks believe that when I say, get in touch with your divine feminine, it's so important that we be more in touch with our divine feminine. They read that as me saying, <laughs> I'm telling you this because this is literally what I've seen on Twitter. That is me to them saying, it's better to be quiet, to shut up, to let the man speak, to get in the kitchen. And I'm laughing because if you know me, if you know the divine feminine, that literally could not be further from the truth. So when I see these things that are like, if you are pushing the divine feminine and telling women that they need to, you know, stop speaking up and let, you know, not threaten the man and, and blah, 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 you're a bad person. It's like, yeah, okay. If somebody is telling you that the divine feminine means to not speak your truth and to dwindle yourself down to be more digestible for a man or for anybody no get yeah i mean yeah absolutely get out of that like that person is not speaking the truth 
Um, and the unfortunate truth is that because of social media, people can make themselves seem like an authority figure. Anybody can now pay $8, right? <laughs> pay $8, get a check mark and say, we need to step into the divine feminine because, you know, we need women to, I don't even know, like, you know, all this like misogynistic shit and claim that as the divine feminine. And then if you see that, and then you see me saying, we need to get born to our divine feminine, then yeah, you would think, you would think that I'm being super like misogynistic and super, you know, continuing those um, gender roles. When in reality, we need to educate ourselves about what the divine feminine and what the divine masculine is so that when we see people making these statements online that are just plainly false, we are not going to fall victim to that and then point the finger at others who are not, you know, doing anything wrong. So let's, let me just really quick, just for further clarification, really dive into the divine feminine versus Western femininity, which I don't know if there's a better word for it, but when I see people misrepresenting the divine feminine, they are often describing it as what Western like femininity is. And I, like I said, I'm sure there's a better word, um, but Western femininity is a gender role. It's a concept. Um, and like I said, there's probably other labels that you could that would better be suited. But it's it's the idea that women have roles they're supposed to do, men have roles they're supposed to do, and there's really no room for non-binary folks, um, honestly no room for trans folks, and there's really no room for anybody to be like an individual. Um, this Western femininity follows the idea that women should be quiet, they should be subservient. This is something you see very strongly in a lot of Abrahamic religions. So you know, I will only speak about Christianity because the others, I have no idea. I've not studied those religions, but I was raised Catholic um, and I saw it firsthand. You know, there are different roles for women. I grew up very in a conservative area. I'm not conservative, but I was raised in the Midwest. So I saw firsthand women are supposed to be quiet. We're supposed to be smaller. We're not supposed to show our bodies. Like all this incredibly oppressive um, stuff that really just aims to make women feel powerless and make them feel like they cannot even rise up if they wanted to because they would be rejected. That has no place in spirituality. That, if that is being wrapped up with a bow and sent to you as divine femininity, no. Throw it away. Burn it. <laughs> Do not talk to them. Don't listen to those people because you know what? I cannot stop fucking all these dumb people from saying these horrible things and claiming it is true and if that's their religion fuck them you know what i'm saying like they i don't want them to completely bastardize the divine feminine i don't want them to tarnish the word because it's so important it's so sacred and to those of us who have empowered ourselves through our spirituality and love the divine feminine within us and let it shine outwardly and, you know, take up space, which is the opposite of what people are saying it is, that is an act of resistance. And that is something that it, for me is so powerful and so important. So when people say like, that's bad, just from them misunderstanding or being told something um, that's not true, 
it's really it really upsets me and it makes me so sad to see people like just sharing this idea without even thinking about researching it and like figuring out what um actual authorities in the spiritual community are saying um now let me talk since i talked about western femininity let's talk about what the divine feminine actually is okay so it has nothing to do with gender and i don't know why i have to keep saying that <laughs> it complete just get it out of your head that gender has anything to do with divine feminine divine masculine sex gender gender identity presentation identity none of that has anything to do with it you can be the most masculine presenting person you can have all the testosterone running through your veins and you can be a hundred percent in touch with your divine feminine you could even be more in touch with your divine feminine than you are the divine masculine because none neither divine feminine nor the divine masculine have anything to do with how we understand gender and gender presentation in our world it's oftentimes easier for people to dissociate from gendered terms and they may use words like yin and yang and that is another culture's view of the same described energies um receptive and active is another term used I like divine feminine and divine masculine, that's just me. Um, but it really doesn't matter whatever you like. Let's talk about it though. So the divine feminine. This is the force of simply existing. Instead of going out there, doing your job, doing your work, um, you know, doing this, 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 uh, having these like ideals of things you want to achieve and exerting energy. Um, it's about absorbing. It's about noticing. It's about, it's kind of like the stillness. If the masculine, the yang energy is solar, the yen feminine is lunar. This is a thing that is very, very basic when it comes to, um, you know, those kind of like solar lunar energies it's something we think about the divine feminine is not like this idea of taking care of your husband being a good mother that is another thing i've seen the describe the divine feminine being described as and it pains me because being a good mother and that term of, you know, what we in Western world view femininity, it's taking care of your kids, taking care of your husband, cooking, cleaning. And people are labeling that as divine feminine, which couldn't be further from the truth, because what are those? Cleaning, cooking, taking care of. Is that receptive or is that active? Those are action verbs. Those are active things. We are actually in our divine masculine when we are cooking, when we are cleaning, because we are exerting energy. When we are meditating, when we are sitting on the beach, looking to the ocean, that is when we're in our feminine. So the funniest thing is that people are comparing these to, you know, 1950s gender stereotypes well, okay, take the husband on the couch watching television and take the wife doing all the work. 
that's not in line with the divine feminine, divine masculine. It's actually the husband is absorbing. He is watching. He is not exerting energy. He would be technically in the divine feminine. Not saying that those are, that's not like a healthy relationship. That's not a, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just using that example because people are saying, oh, all these people, you know, talking about get into your divine femininity. They just want you back in the kitchen cooking and cleaning. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, really, truly, what are you talking about? Because it's clear that you don't have a grasp on those dualities. So the divine feminine is not cooking. It is not cleaning. It's not taking care of others. It is actually saying no setting boundaries, protecting your space. So it's an act of rebellion to be in your divine feminine. Our world is super heavily in an unhealthy divine masculine, where if we don't do things, if we call out, if we say no, we're lazy, we're aggressive, we're blah, 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 because we have become so focused from capitalism and from this war and violence and hatred of this super, super unhealthy divine masculine, not to say that the divine masculine is unhealthy, both dualities have ways they can get unhealthy. Um, so we are already so deep in, an, in a masculine society. And it's so funny because when I see these people on Twitter or on Instagram claiming that the divine feminine is super fucked up and they are, you know, being like really, I don't know, like shutting others' opinions down, it really is such a unhealthy divine masculine where you are exerting your opinion and you're not willing to take in new information. You're not willing to think about maybe there's a different way. And so focused on, you know, running over and talking over and claiming that you're right, which is really, really super unhealthy. And um, yeah. So for me, by stepping into my divine feminine, which included many things, but mostly it was me saying no, me setting boundaries for myself to protect my energy because I was aware of everything I was absorbing from others. It was me letting myself meditate, letting, my letting myself stop do th doing things for others constantly and start doing things for myself. Um, letting myself like constantly learn, always be absorbing new information and it's like this absorbing information without feeling the need to exert it to prove anything. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to learn this and this so I can prove to others I'm so cool and I can exert this knowledge. It's just like, I just want to learn this for me and I just like literally want to fucking vibe. <laughs> like plain and simple as that. And all of these things have been so pivotal for me in stepping into my power and stepping into just like feeling so confident and putting myself first. Because when we are doing stuff for others, we're taking care of others, we're not in the feminine at all. And some folks might want you to believe that that's what the divine feminine is, but it's, it's simply not. Um, so when you step into the divine feminine, 
you are allowing yourself to just exist as a person. The divine feminine is a complete contrast to capitalism. It's a complete contrast to the idea that women need to take care of their husbands and their children and their parents and their friends and be a caretaker for everybody but themselves. It liberates you. It is encouraging. It makes you more confident. And it allows you to just live and to just simply exist, which is what we're here to do. You know, we're not here to work our lives away. We're here to experience the senses. We're here to figure out what it's like to be a human. So that's why, you know, it's just so crazy to me to see all these crazy descriptions of what people are saying the divine feminine is. So I will reiterate, if someone is explaining the divine feminine to you in a way that feels oppressive, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't feel oppressive. The feminine should feel completely liberating because it's a stark difference to what we are told to do again it has nothing to do with gender identity you know i um would say i'm generally what western society would view as very feminine um i enjoy makeup i enjoy clothing you know um but I am naturally so much more in my divine masculine. And it's been a big process for me to not only get into my feminine, but to heal the masculine, you know, learn to understand that my worth is not tied to what I can do for others. You know, there's no like scoreboard of like, oh, you deserve love because you gave love to these people. That's not how it works. And a lot of us have, you know, difficulty with that because it's just how we were raised, you know? And so I healed my masculine and, you know, cause both are so important. And then I learned to step into my feminine and it's been so amazing because now if I need to lay on the floor and stare at a wall and just exist in this human vessel, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to feel guilty. If I have to, you know, say, sorry, you know, my uh, video is not going to go up for another week. Simple as that. You know, I, I'm not, I don't feel guilty because there are certain things that take time. And there are times when we don't need to be so active. We don't need to be doing things for others. We don't need to be hitting milestone after milestone. Like one time I was talking to this therapist and she said, and this is so cheesy. She said, you know, you're a human being, not a human doing. And I was like, God damn it, you're right. <laughs> and I think about that all the time now because I thought in the moment, I was like, that is the silliest thing anyone could have ever said to me. Why would you say something so silly? But it sticks and I think about it all the time, you know, and it, it's so true and it's so hard to step into the feminine because everything tells us not to, right? Our minds, maybe our family, you know, society, culture, media, our jobs, everything is like, you need to prove yourself. You need to work to make a living, to exist. What are you going to do? What's your legacy? You know, what's next? What do you, you know, everyone asks, what do you do for work? No one asks like, 
what do you do to feed your soul? How often do you get a good night's sleep? No one asks that. No one asks that. The first thing they ask is, what do you do for a living? What the fuck, guys? Why is our, why is our culture so obsessed with that? Not to say, you know, don't care about your job because no matter how much we hate capitalism, no matter how much we hate sometimes, you know, the circumstance of what we have to do to survive, we still have to be in it. You know, we still have to function in a capitalist society, unfortunately, for now, you know. So it's okay to love your job. It's okay to want to work. If you want to work, if you're in your masculine and it's healthy, go for it. You know, I'm not saying everyone needs to be in their feminine 100% all the time, but I do think there's a balance made for everybody. I think a big issue, and I am definitely guilty of this, a big issue is that we often conflate the goddess or goddess energy with the divine feminine. Now, this is true sometimes, like Guan Yin, Yin is in her name. Like she is absolutely a divine feminine goddess. Freya? Sometimes, <laughs> but not so much. I mean, there's she does a lot of shit. She does a lot of stuff, right? And even in her more femininity traits of her, you know, being a love and sex goddess, she's very, like, she she's a go-getter. <laughs> she's not, you know, she's she's somebody who, like, a lot of sex workers look up to. She's a go-getter. You know, she's she's not afraid to get what she wants. While she might look hot as fuck doing it, she might have her long hair and be very feminine looking. That's very divine masculine. You know what I'm saying? And likewise, there are a lot of gods who are a lot more connected to the divine feminine. Um, you know, I would say the Buddha, you know, for a long time, I was working with Freya and I was, I wouldn't say working with Buddha, but honoring Buddha. And I was like, I don't feel like I have a whole lot of masculine influence. I need, I need like more masculine influence. And I was like, well, girl, the, the one like masculine God you're working with is the most divine feminine you can get. If you want some more power, bring some more power. You know what I'm saying? So oftentimes we do use goddess energy interchangeably with divine feminine. And that's just like not a one-to-one. -one. Like I said, I'm guilty of doing that. It's easy to be like the divine feminine, the goddess, because... You know, when I think of a goddess, I'm like, yeah, meditating, existing, like flowing, receiving, you know, just like it's a deity. I think I think the idea of deities in general are very much in the divine feminine because they're literally gods. Like they don't have to work. <laughs> you know, a lot of them, they do have, you know, lots of divine masculinity, especially in their mythology. You know, they're doing stuff in their mythology. But I think when we think of these otherworldly creatures they're a lot more like amorphous floating and just kind of vibing in the astral realm um which is more divine feminine right so i think that's a big thing um a couple more things that i want to say though there were two other things i saw online that i was like who i really want to talk about this in this podcast the first one Okay, so let me talk about this one first. Okay, this was crazy. <laughs> Story time. So I followed this person. Sorry, I'm gonna get adjusted. My foot was falling asleep. I followed this person, and honestly, you guys, sometimes I just follow people because their vibes seem cool, 
And then it's like, oh, they say something so stupid and I have to unfollow them and just be like so annoyed about it. You know, my Taurus rising, I'm always like, oh, the aesthetic is so cool. (laughs) And then they say some dumb shit. Okay, get this. I honestly don't even remember their Instagram handle, so I couldn't out them if I wanted to. But it was like a love witch, right? She was like a love, uh, maybe even glamour magic witch, attraction, magnetism, um, things like that. So like what I do, and I just like to be in the vibe with people like that because it's like my favorite thing. So I saw some people that I liked were following her. So I followed her. Her aesthetic was cool. And then I kid you fucking not. (laughs) I kid you not. You guys, she posted this post and it said, I don't even remember what it said verbatim, but it said something like, if you, okay, let me just say, I told this to my husband and I was like, what the and he was like that's insane and so it was really fun to tell my husband about it um anyway she posted something that was like if you sleep with a man before three days of dating and being together first of all i'm stopping it there (laughs) heteronormative as fuck to maybe like her clientele is very much like straight women but either way i i don't know i don't like being heteronormative like that heteronormative normative as fuck and also i have heard the three-day thing is such a that's a thing they say like that's literally something that i don't know where it comes from but i think it's just conservative culture of slut shaming being like oh three days is the magic mark like really like three days and that next day it's like oh everything's fine now but if you do it the day before it's like oh my god you're such a slut he's not going to respect you it's like where is this magic number coming from? And like, do all men agree about this? You know what I'm saying? It's so silly to say that there's one number and this is how it is. And every man, you know, it's so weird to me. It's so weird. And this is one of those experiences where I'm like, I know I'm a starseed because I don't understand humans. (laughs) I don't understand this. Like, I don't understand anything about it. That's all. So anyway, she said, if you have sex with a man, or she was like, don't have sex with a man until you've been dating for at least three days or else, oh my God, I'm going to laugh. This is hilarious. She said, or else he will feel like the chase is over and he wants, the men want to hunt you. They want to feel like they achieve something and they hunt you. And if you just give it to him, he'll feel like there was no hunt. There was no chase and he'll lose, he'll lose interest. And I'm not saying it verbatim, but she did use this like hunt chase metaphor as if you're a fucking deer (laughs) and i'm like what no wait 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 what wait i'm sorry what did you say oh oh he wants to murder me (laughs) like literally you are describing a serial killer like if you describe your your partner as like, oh, I waited three days because I wanted him to feel like he really hunted me down and like got the kill. Like, are you okay? Not kink shaming. Like if that's a kink, you know what? I'm so here for it. Good for you. But to spew that kind of nonsense to your audience, I don't know what her audience consisted of. If it was 
you know, younger people, older people, it doesn't matter to have these people that look up to you and to slut shame them and to tell them that they should be viewing themselves as this object to hunt and that basically to scare tactic them and say, well, if you give it up too soon, he's going to be bored of you. Like, what do you even mean? There are so many flaws with that argument. And this was a person who talked about the divine feminine. And I do think that, you know, in that case, it's not the divine feminine that's fucked up. It's that person's view of it. And don't take it out on the divine feminine. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't take it out on yin. Don't take it out on that because... And don't take it out on the goddess either. Like, if you do say, oh, that's goddess energy that's honestly more offensive than anything. Like, to actually believe that that is living in the goddess way, it's so offensive. It's so disrespectful. You know, look at any goddess. Like, these goddesses, I mean, did not treat sexuality that way. That is a Christian view of sex. It's like a neo-pagan Christian view of sex and it's fucked up. Uh, I, I'm not trying to shame people who are wanting to wait until they are comfortable to have sex. That is completely your authority. You decide exactly when. But do not decide three days because someone on the internet told you that your husband or your boyfriend will be bored of you or will not find you attractive anymore if you if you don't. You know what I'm saying? If you want to wait three days because you want to, that is that is completely your right. But I if if you really think that your partner is like gonna hit it and quit it and it's because you didn't wait three days, you're wrong. Okay? If people want to hit it and quit it, they will do it. All right. It doesn't matter if it's three days, 30 days, a year. If that is their only goal, that's going to be their goal. And I can tell you from personal experience, okay, <laughs> like a lot of my most successful relationships were not a three-day grace period, okay? We are very liberated here. And it's just like, it's not true, okay? So if you're worried, you know, it doesn't come down to the amount of days you wait, it comes down to the person. It comes down to who they are, what are their morals, what are their ideals, what are they looking for, and also yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's so annoying. And when I saw that post, I was like, this is a disgrace. And people in the comments were like, yeah, three days. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? I got to the weird side of Instagram. Anyway, how crazy is that? Oh, it was so weird. That's my funny story of, of things I saw online. It was just like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't, I just literally can't comprehend it to say that. Like, and to claim that you're like a sex witch and like a divine feminine person. Like, what are you doing? It's just so funny. The idea that you would consciously view your sexual relationship with somebody as a hunt and chase and like you were something to be achieved it's so weird it's so strange it's so it really is icky to me okay maybe we need to have some more sex talks on this maybe we need to talk about like healthy mindsets okay because that is just like you know i'm not one to shame others 
but it's a little bit misogynistic. <laughs> Honestly, it's problematic, okay? Um, the last story that I wanted to share was something I saw online as well. And this came from somebody who I respect a lot. This is from somebody who you guys will probably know who I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. Not I'm not saying anything bad about this person. I'm actually just wanting to use this as an example. But this person is very, very well known within the spiritual community. And she made a post about the divine feminine. And this is why I'm talking about it. I, I feel like I see it everywhere. And it's so weird. Like there's so many aggressive, you know, ideas. And it's like, guys, take it easy. Okay. She made a post about why she doesn't use the term divine feminine and why she uses the term sacred feminine. Now, that's neither here nor there. It's semantics. Whatever you want to say to represent it, that's literally fine. Like, it doesn't matter. She was saying that she uses it because she had a really, really bad experience um, as a young person within, within like a, a Tantra space. Now, I am not familiar with Tantra. Uh, I mean, I know what it is. I've never taken part in it. But basically, she was saying that it was like kind of predatorial. Like there was some weird stuff going on with some of the men in these spaces. I know there was recently a documentary documentary that came out about, oh God, I think it's called like Orgasmic Ink or something. Um, I will not be watching it. I do not like watching things that deal with, you know, assault and things like that. Um, so I'm not going to be putting myself through that. Um, but I have heard a lot of people say that like, it's, it's a very interesting. I think it's kind of like the teal swan thing. Like it's kind of like a crazy kind of cult-like thing within the spiritual community. But I think that they like kind of preyed on naive women within the spiritual space. Both of these examples I just want to use as a reminder of if something doesn't feel right, if someone is holding a space and the vibes are off, please trust your intuition you know, we're here because we like love intuition. We love all these things. It's so easy to doubt yourself. It's so easy to fall into, you know, gaslighting yourself and saying, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm being too sensitive. I'm being crazy, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth it. Like if something feels off, don't risk it. Just excuse yourself. Get out of that situation. Unfollow that person. Your intuition and your gut insight is really, really good. And I mean, it's really low risk to just leave an uncomfortable situation. If they're like, wow, you were like so weird back there. Okay. They're not respecting your boundaries. So that confirms your suspicion. If they come up and say, Hey, are you okay? Was there anything that made you uncomfortable? You know, maybe you can have a dialogue. Maybe you can leave and not look back. And if they are a respectful person who is actually like genuine in their spiritual pursuits, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to berate you about it. They're not going to be mean about it. They're not going to say anything because, I mean, if anybody was uncomfortable with anything I ever said in my Patreon and they left, I, if anything, would just be like, if you are ever comfortable to tell me how I could be better next time, that would be appreciated. But you don't have to do that emotional labor. You don't have to explain it to me. Um, you know, like if I ever made anybody uncomfortable, I would never lash out at them, right? Because I don't have bad intentions. So 
that's how people should be. If they are, if they are really defensive about you leaving a group or about you saying, hey, that made me uncomfortable, then that's a bad sign, okay? So both of, so, you know, like I was saying, this, this kind of more like famous spiritual person on, on these platforms talks about her experience in this Tantra workshop and how the divine feminine has kind of been ruined for her because it was used in a very kind of predatorial way. That is like, yeah, that's, that's completely understandable, right? So when I'm like hounding on people who misunderstand the divine feminine, I'm not going after people who have had an uncomfortable experience from somebody else using that term and doing something bad with it. Okay. Um, I am only saying that the people who are claiming the divine feminine is this housewife oppressive force. I am saying that those people are misinformed. And I don't think by canceling the divine feminine or stopping, stop using the word, I don't think that's going to help anything. I think that gives the power to the people misusing the word. I think the more powerful thing would be to step into that term, you know, and just own it for what it is. And if you see some people saying the divine feminine is not, you know, fucking your boyfriend for three days because he's going to respect you more, tell them off. Tell them that they're like being a weird person. Like tell them that that is an oppressive view or just unfollow them if you're less confrontational than I am. But yeah, I mean, man, I've just seen so much stuff recently and it really feels so simple. Like it feels like this is a very simple concept. So we shouldn't be having a hard time with it. Okay. But yeah, man, I can't get over that girl who said your partner won't respect you if you sleep with them before three days. It's like, what are you, what? And then the chase thing, it's like, oh, please don't refer to yourself as a hunt. Please have more respect for yourself and your sexual pleasure. Again, not kink shaming. <laughs> like if that's a kink for you, do whatever you gotta do, okay? I support it, okay? But this idea that we have to adjust our sexual desires and experiences to this time frame so that we will please a man enough so that he won't leave us like there is so much wrong with that you guys get it like do you understand what i'm saying or am i just like off because i mean man that just feels so wrong have sex safely and consensually with whoever of age, you want to, consensually, you know what I'm saying? At whatever time, you know, like it doesn't, like whenever you want to, whenever you're ready, whenever they are ready, it's a, it's a thing together. It's not like a thing that you do for them. It's not a thing they do for you. It is an exchange of energy. And it's not something we should be like, ugh, it just brings me back to like high school and like, oh, I need to make sure that, you know, I leave them wanting more. And like, you know, I, if I if I go all the way, I'm a slut, <laughs> you know, like these insane puritanical ideas of 
what is, what is, I don't know, like acceptable and what is not. And these weird fine lines that people can cross that then make them, you know, easy or whatever, you know, people label them as. And it's just like, ugh. By bringing that energy into the spiritual space, into the divine feminine, into the witchcraft space, by even having that near anything that is goddess, goddess worship is rancid, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, oi, come on. Anyway, I, I hope that cleared things up about the divine feminine. If you were curious or if you were just like, huh, seeing all this stuff and I'm not like, I didn't think that's what it was. Um, I hope you enjoyed this talk. I love these little sit down. It feels like we're just hanging out. Um, and maybe this just like gave you a little bit more acceptance to follow your desires and to live life for you and to not wait a three day grace period unless you want to, <laughs> you know, Follow your intuition. Do what feels right. It's literally as simple as that. The divine feminine, feminine, the divine masculine, they're not gendered terms. They have nothing to do with gender identity. It is just about being in the receptive, being... I know some people don't like that word either because they think it's misogynistic. It's like, what are you even talking about? No, I am saying, you know, absorbing and letting yourself simply exist exist without doing constantly, rejecting capitalism, rejecting productivity norms, and just letting yourself be a human. Like think about cats. For the most part, they are in their divine feminine. Like house cats I'm speaking about. I mean, Lucy's right next to me. Absolutely like a cracked open egg just on her back with her whole belly hanging out, just chilling. And she's been like that for two hours. She doesn't think about productivity. She doesn't think about, you know, making money. She doesn't have to pay rent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love you all so, so much. Let me know on Instagram what you thought of this episode. Share this episode on Instagram and I'll share you in my story. Share this episode with a friend or with somebody on Twitter who needs to learn about what the divine feminine actually is, okay? If you got sent this, either you have a good friend or someone's throwing shade at you, okay? <laughs> anyway, I love you guys so much. I will see you all next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd encourage you to stick around. I've got tons more content for you here on the podcast and over on YouTube under my name, Luna Saranova. Make sure to follow me at Luna Saranova on Instagram for everyday witchy content. And if you'd like to share your support in a super easy and free way, go ahead and rate this podcast to let others know what you thought. My books are open for tarot and astrology readings. I've just released two new specialty readings, the Good Witch Reading and the Bad Bitch Reading, each to help you connect to your higher Good Witch, Bad Bitch self. Go ahead and check out my website for more details on that. And if you're ready to up your good witch, bad bitch game with a group of fun, supportive, and loving witchy friends, you should join my moon fam on Patreon and you'll get access to our group chat on Discord, our book club, and other behind the scenes and exclusive content that you'll only get on Patreon. All right, love, I'll see you next time. Until then, go forth in your life with the power and love of the good witch, bad bitch.